list of the living. Yeah, the list of the living. You really like that song, didn't you? Yeah, it's a really great song. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Screen Wings, starring me, London Hetty, and Thomas Griffin. That's Thomas Griffin. He's wearing a funny hat. I can't see it, though. Yeah. Maybe you'll see it in the banner. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to make a banner for us as pictures of us with you in the hat and me in the suit. So, yeah, look at the YouTube banner. There we are. There we are. Yeah. That's us. If you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes or on your phone because you downloaded it or something, just imagine, like, the Jolly Green Giant in a hot dog suit and, like, um... Gimli, but shaved, uh, and then in a little hot dog hat. Yeah, I, I guess that's... Or like Mike Wazowski with two eyes. I mean, I'll, I'll take that one, I guess. Or like Shakira. Shakira? Yeah, Shakira. So yeah, uh, we took a little break. I had my girlfriend over, so we skipped last week because I've been working a lot dancing a lot. I've been on... We were going to skip for you, because I had backups, but we skipped for us. Sorry, I'm eating a shitty TV tray dinner because I'm fucking hungry and I buy it at the gas station and it tastes terrible. It does not look like a quality product. It's really bad. The packaging alone makes me doubt everything about that. Yeah, makes my tum-tum hurt. But I was hungry. I've done. So, um, Thomas, how you been? Been alive. I haven't, I haven't even talked to Thomas in like two weeks, pretty much. Yeah. Except yeah. to go, hey, we can't record the podcast. We do it next week. Yeah, that was pretty much my response. Uh, yeah, basically, I've just been working a lot. Uh, I bought an Xbox One. Cause, uh, Whoa, dude. Yeah. Wait, you have a PS4, Xbox One, and a Switch now? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? I'm the modern gamer. I'm gaming, bro. I'm gaming. I got a gaming chair. I got my gaming vape. I got my gaming smoke bomb pipe. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I, I've been mostly... What are you playing on Xbox One that you can't play on PS4? Halo. Fuck, you're right. Well, no. But you playing Halo 5? Uh, no. Because the Master Chief Collection, if it's not, it's coming to PC. Yeah. Well, uh, I bought. I believe me. I, I'm not like a fucking. I'm not defending the Xbox One here. In fact, I've I've got a well, lot no, of problems with it. Yeah, no. I uh, I sold. I worked at GameStop for eight months. And before that, like when I was growing up, I fucking loved the Xbox original and the 360. Yeah, like, those like, are hardcore really like Microsoft fanboy. I was like, Dude. and then the Xbox One came out, and I'm like, oh. Did you get an original, or did you get an S? Or- uh, I got the S, because the main reason why I bought this is for when I get my Blu-ray, or my 4K TV here in a few weeks. Uh, I want something to play 4K Blu-rays on. I'm pretty sure the PS4 can. Or I know at least the Pro can. I don't have the Pro. Oh mm. uh, yeah, just uh, FYI, if anyone's in the market for an Xbox One, don't buy the original. It's so bad. Buy an S, please. They're like new. They're like fifty dollars more, and they're so much better. Yeah, like I went into game. Plus, they're just sleeker looking too. Yeah, uh, I went into GameStop and I was looking, and they had uh, 
for, I think it was 200 for the original Xbox. And I was like, does this thing play 4K? And he was like, no, that's the, uh, that's the S over here. I'm like, oh, fuck. And it was like 300, so. But the, the S is like. Plus, they had a sick deal for. Did you get the, the Minecraft one? No. What uh, bundle did you get? It came with a, a fucking a basketball Yours. game oh. of this year. I don't know. I, I, I gave the digital thing to Jordan because I didn't give a fuck about no. it. Uh, I sold so many Xbox ones. <laughs> but it came... So it was two ninety nine for the Xbox One S. And then on top of that, no additional price came with a free additional controller and a free headset. I was like, yeah, that's actually... That's actually a pretty good deal. I was like, there's that's, that's a pretty good deal. There's occasionally some good stuff. I bought, uh, last year is like a thank you present for uh, letting me stay with them for so long and stuff. I bought my brother, like, I, I tried to buy him some stuff, but I bought him a new Xbox because his was kind of shitting on him. So I bought him an S, and at the time, it was, if you had bought it, you got a free copy of Red Dead 2. Oh, um, nice. I'm like, there you go. Have fun. Yeah, uh, mo- most. I, I'm, gu- I'm guessing he's probably only played it once. <laughs> like he's probably like, but that's fine. Yeah, uh, it's there for when he wants to play it. Yeah, which never, but that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I've been there. I, I, there will be like whole like I almost four to six month one. periods where I won't touch like one of my consoles or like my computer or something. I'll just like get in a grind of like. Maybe, like, I won't use my computer for two months, but I'll watch, like, YouTube and shit on my PS4. But, yeah. And then maybe sometimes it'll switch around. Uh, I, uh, I almost bought an Xbox One just to play with my brother, but we work opposite schedules. I would never be able to, so I'm like, nah, it's okay. And I'm already playing. I don't want to pay for subscription to PlayStation Plus and Microsoft, so just like, nah. Yeah. Um, I am probably going to get an, another, because I, when I moved to Washington, I, I had, before I, did I ever tell you about my video game stuff before I moved to Washington? I know that you, like, had a PS4 that you shared with somebody, I think you were telling me. No, I had the, that was my PS4. I shared, technically, this is me and Joe's PS4. Wow. Um, but I had a PS4, I had a PS2, I had a PS1, I think, I had a Nintendo 64, an NES, a Super Nintendo. A Wii, a Wii U, uh, Xbox 360, uh, Sega Dreamcast. Oh, nice. I just, I had like seven DSs <laughs> just because I'm like, yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah. And I, I just had a bunch of shit and I'm just like, now I have to move. And I, I brought my N64 with me, but sadly I had to sell it a couple months ago Aww. before I got this job because I had no money and I'm like, I need this. So, I technically have enough money to rebuy it now, but I'll just wait until the future, until I get that craven. Yeah. But, you know, I, uh, I had so many. If you want, you can always just borrow mine, too. Yeah. I've got one. I'm like, fuck. So, I was like, I'm going to get every, every N64 game. I, I didn't have a ton. I had, like, 50, though. Oh, well. Wow. If you have, there's a library. I think there's 316 U.S. releases for the N64. There wasn't, like, a ton. Did you have the so, South Park game? I did. Which one? The first person shooter? There was also the, 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 one the racing game. Not the racing one, the one with the turkeys. Yeah, I had that. 
If you go to the Bingleton Bash. Oh, I, I watched that. That's, that's the first Bingleton yeah. Bash episode I actually watched. I do remember that. That was actually one of the more recent things like we did. Yeah, because you're like, oh, I have a YouTube channel. And I was like going through. I'm like, what can I like How watch far? that wouldn't spoil a game for me? And you're like, I've played this game. I know there's turkeys. Yeah. That game is really bad. Yeah, yeah, it was. I, I played like 10 minutes of it when I was a kid and I turned it the fuck off. Oh. But right now I just have my PS4. I have an SNES classic that I occasionally put on. but And I play Joe's Switch a lot now. But And then I have like a thousand, or I have like 600 games on my Steam library. Oh, nice. So I'm just like, ah, yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah. Um, I've played like three games ever. Yeah, I, I, I used to fucking game so much. That, now, now I'm more into movies, so I was like, eh. that. That's not true. I've played slightly more than three games. Yeah, I played probably like two completion like games that are like story. I've beaten the first Peter Jackson's King Kong. I haven't beaten that. I need to. You haven't beaten that? No. Uh, I. Picked it up, like, a few months ago with the intention of eating it, because when I was a kid, I just... Video games and me did not click. I didn't get that... Like, I I wasn't under the impression that, that... Like, now I'm like, alright, I can just, like, sit here, I can, like, fuck with the controls and figure out, like, basically how this game is programmed and kind of, like, hack it or something. Like, learn how it functions and actually play I'm hacking. I'm in the no, game. No, not really hacking. He's it. hacking, guys. You, you get... Like, take a shortcut, you know, and avoid things that programmers may want you to, like, fight or something that you can just, like, totally avoid. Shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I was, like, a kid, I was just like, there is no pattern. There is no code. This game is entirely random, and it's just gonna fuck me up every single time, and there's nothing I can do to prevent it. <laughs> so, I was always more of a movie kid, so... Uh, I, I, I've been making the jump. I've been playing games that are, like, milestones that I've never, like, played before. Like, a year ago, I played through, like, the classic, like, Resident Evil games and, like, the remakes. Uh, I haven't played any of, like, from, like, 4 and up. Uh, 4 is a tremendous game. Five's pretty shitty, but I, I enjoy yeah, my time with it. I hear 5 and 6 are pretty bad. I hear mixed things about number 7. I really I like 7 besides, like... There's this really long section where you're on a boat near the end of the game. It's fucking terrible. I think every Resident Evil game has its one section where it feels like you're really dragging. Because both, like... When I play the first one, there's, like, a part towards the end when you're, like... Kind of, like, going back and forth between the house. And you gotta, like, gotta go through some labs and shit. And I think that part kind of drags a little bit. And I think the sewers... In both Resident Evil 2s, both the remake and the original, are pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Well, not bad. Just, they drag. They're, they're slow. It slows down there. But, uh, I've been playing a lot of Friday the 13th again. Oh, back into it? On PS4? On my Xbox, because it was super oh. cheap, and I was like, no, why not? I was gonna say, if it's on the PS4, I'll probably pick it up and play with you. Well, I have it on my PS4. Yeah, but too. do you have Membership on your PS4 as well? Yeah. Oh, so you're paying for both. Mr. Uh, Big Money. I've got... A th- it came with a three-month... Ah, yes, it did. And uh, I, bu- I bought, like, a three-month card that I'm going to use after that. Uh, but, yeah. So, I've been playing a lot of that. 
getting getting good. That's like one of the games that I'm actually kind of good at. I can be. It depends on the match. That game is very uh, circumstantial. I think I, I enjoy the fact that like I I played video games enough as a kid that I'm like naturally pretty good at games. I'm like, getting if I, if I jump into a game like if I jump into a game with my friends for the first time, like none of us have played it, if we're just all going up at like the same pace, I'll probably win every time, mm-hmm. and then they'll just suddenly get better than me. And I'm like, shit, we gotta find a new game, because I'm like, I don't want to practice and get better. I just want to be naturally better. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I-, I like that I'm pretty good at games. Like, that. The only games I could say that I, like, am really good at is, like, I think I'm really good at at least, like, Mario Kart. Yeah. I mean, I like, I would refute that. I'm not going to say I'm anywhere near the top because I watch, like, speedruns and, like, high-tier player Mario Kart oh. all the time. And I'm just like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that, that That's always, like, a discouraging thing when it's, like, I think I'm pretty good, and then you like go check out like fucking speed runs or people like. That's why I've never said I'm like, yeah, I'm the best at this game. Oh no, I'm not. I don't want to be either, because most of the time I'm like, I want to play other games. Something that you might be able to legitimately claim that title on is you might be the best person to ever play Black Baby, seeing as you beat it on your first playthrough. I did. (laughs) It took me so like. I I probably played that like and died like at least like ten times before I had finished it because it can be kind of stupid sometimes. I'm like, I'm gonna bring this over to London's and I'm gonna watch him suffer for a little bit. And then his first fucking run through, he did. It. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? London's a god. Blood. <laughs> they they the dude who makes. That game just released uh, the updated version that I have not played yet. Whoa, dude. We'll have to do a sequel to it. A sequel to that video over on your your own channel. <laughs> yeah, the Big Bro Cook channel, where I have just that one video. That's the only I've, I've got some other, like, unlisted videos, but no, uh, like, that's kind of just, like, my shit post channel. Yeah. I don't have any, like, actual, like projects over there going on at the moment. I might eventually. But not currently. Uh, have you watched any movies in the past two weeks? No. Besides the two? Just uh, those two? Just those two. Oh. Played Friday the 13th. Did a little one piece Nice. Hmm? Was that epic? It was. Well, I mean, I'm still in the midst of it. Obviously, it's very long. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I've never been a fan. <laughs> I just. I don't know what it is. I'm at that point where, like. I think I just really don't like the main character. <laughs> I. I could understand it. Uh, I, like, I'm at that point, because in high school, I'm like, I tried convincing so many people to get into One Piece, because I'm like, this is like the most underrated of, like, the big shonens. Because, like, I. Back when I was in high school, less people, especially in my area, were into it. Uh, there are lots of people who are like, yeah, I fucking love Dragon Ball and Naruto. I'm like, what about One Piece? And they're like, nah, too long. I'm like, what the fuck? Shut the fuck up. Uh, I can fucking, 
talk about One Piece for fucking days and give like numerous reasons for why I love it, but I'm I'm basically un- unless I think someone could get into the show, I don't pitch it to them. Like I'm not gonna try to like fucking be like, oh, you should watch One Piece because I get it. It's currently about to crack 900 episodes. Yeah. Uh, I'm, and, I'm like in the middle of watching Bleach, and I think that... And see, same like, thing could be said, because I don't like Bleach. Yeah, I, it's fine. Which I think that's like 450 episodes or something. Yeah, and the manga goes on beyond the, yeah, where the anime ends. I think it goes on for another like 20 volumes or something like that. Yeah, it goes on for quite a while, because it was going for quite a few years after the anime was cancelled. Um, well, I watched a lot of movies in the last two weeks. What'd you watch? Uh, so the the night after we recorded the last podcast, I saw Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. How was it? Terrible. <laughs> I was disappointed. I didn't think it was going to be great, but no, oh I, god! I, I I thought it was gonna be okay. I saw the trailer and I saw that they were doing like the like fucking oh god, goosebumps type are so fucking bad. Yeah, I I loved it's, those books growing up, and I I knew that there was no way that they'd be able to like adapt it into like a cinematic format and have it like work the same. And I was just, just like, like you know overuse of jump scares. Terrible dialogue, terrible writing, like laughably bad writing. Like I had a fun time because it was so fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, do you remember the bloated lady? Yeah, that scene was actually pretty good. I enjoyed her scene in that. Like, there was no jump scare in it. It was just like her slowly moving. Yeah, I, I and, like being in, like that was a good scene, and there was really good lighting. Like, I'm, that was. I'm good. assuming they showed most of the money shots in the trailer. Yeah, like it was the the shot of her in the trailer. The that whole scene is like that shot, but longer, pretty much. Yeah, just like much longer. But that was pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I from what I hear, I heard they did a pretty good job with, and from what I've seen from like the trailers, like. They, they look like the drawings. Of yeah, like the, some of the creatures were pretty good. Um, but, but yeah, the formatting of the story, like it's a bunch of fucking folklore. They should have done it. I guess if any way, I would probably have gone like the kind of like creep show anthology. It should have just been an anthology movie. But yeah, instead, uh, this, this. And what what is it? Of, it's instead like instead of having what Andre or whatever his fucking name is, they should have had Michael Doentree or whatever. Oh, the dude who directed a uh, like Trick or Treat. Yeah, he was probably busy uh, directing the Godzilla King, yeah, of, the Godzilla King of the Monsters. Well, that worked out for him. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Me but, neither. But it kind of bombed in the box office. Yeah, not I bombed, but it didn't do very well. Yeah, my expectations for it weren't very high because I, I haven't seen the. the the other the before yeah. the I didn't one. I didn't like the 2014 one which is the first the one that the and you one thought that came out Kong Skull Island was kind of fun but bad right or? yeah because that one I also the, haven't seen that one was clear that it was like oh we're going for like a real kind of B movie feel with this well I felt kind that of. the Godzilla like TriStar movies took themselves a little too seriously nah. and. 
the first one didn't show enough Godzilla. I don't know if the second one improved on that or not. I'm sure it did. I'd hope so. I'd hope if they took one criticism from the first one, it was that. Uh, we watched Ratatouille also. Oh, nice. For movie day that, that week. You well, were there. I was not there. Yeah, for food films. Uh, didn't you guys also watch uh, Chef? Yeah, which I, I love. Personally. Yeah, no, I I like Chef. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think Lewis Harrell looked on your letterbox and saw you gave it like a six or something. And he was like pissed. <laughs> I'm like, Lewis Thomas can like not love a movie as much as you and it's okay. Because like everybody was like crying during Chef. Was it I don't remember it being emotionally moving. I mean, just... I, like, there's I re- a lot of, like, kind of sad, like, family moments. Just, like, heartwarming. Like, it's just... Yeah, because I, I remember it's, like, the... Him, like, freaking out. He's like, I'm a meme! And then he, like, gets fired and opens up the fucking touring food bus yeah. or whatever. With his son and his friend or whatever. I, it, I, I watched it a couple years ago. I I, I've seen months. that movie, like... Six or seven times now. I really, uh, really fucking like that movie. Uh, I think it's a good movie. Just because I give a movie a six doesn't mean I don't fucking like it, Lucero. Does he even listen to the podcast? No. I think... <laughs> no. I don't think so, he does. So here's to you, random audience members. Uh, fucking... Uh, all my friends that I've talked to who know about the podcast are like, Yeah, I checked out like half the first episode. I'm like, oh, great. Like, Jordan, he's like, oh, yeah, once you guys, like, talked about the thing, I turned it off. I'm like, what? Wow, I guess I got better friends than you, because I, I got, yeah. I got, like, my buddy Pierre. He listened to Pierre. I know you listened to He listened to it, like, right off, right as Pierre, I respect you for that, but I disrespect you for your opinion about movies, like, <laughs> before the year 1990. That is a shit opinion, my friend. <laughs> or it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, does he does he watch any of the our classic? Cho- does he yeah, watch? He any- well, no, I don't think he watches any of them. Okay, he's too busy gaming. Uh-huh. He's always fucking gaming, gaming and gaming and yeah, gaming and gaming and woo. Games, 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 gamers rise up, gamers, <laughs> gamers. Gotta go get is, some gamers. Is that, is that the rewrite of Dungeon Tan? <laughs> <laughs> did, did, have we brought that up on this podcast? No. Uh, when in high school, freshman year, I was in a uh, Friday parody, Friday the song by Rebecca Black called Dungeon Tan. Uh, Dungeon Tan, uh, for people that don't know, is the the tan you get from your computer screen when you sit in your room all day and are gaming pretty much. It's it's saying you're a loser. <laughs> oh. oh man, you're really leaving uh, a lot of room for interpretation right there. Yeah, you're a fucking loser. Uh, yeah, so I was in that. That was great. It's very cringy, but I show it to everyone because, like, you gotta own your cringe. Yeah, I I I, I try to own all my cringe now. There was there was a couple years where I'm like no. But I just try to own all my cringe. Because if I own all my cringe, people can't bring it up in a bad way. That's true. Ooh. Then I went... Oh, I watched... 
I rewatched Brigsby Bear. Good, great fun. I fucking love that movie. I love that movie. And then I watched this movie called R100. Uh, like, like R the letter? Yeah, like Drew 100, pretty much. Okay. Um, it was a Japanese film. Ooh, I already know it's going to be bad. Just kidding. It was about this businessman who signed up at this, like, BDSM gentleman's club. Oh, yeah. I was reading your... Uh, your yeah, he signed up for this, like, chat. gentleman's club thing where it's, like, he signs a contract for a year where, like, these dominatrixes can just, like, come up and, like, dom him, like, at any time. Yeah, fucking demean him and shit. Yeah, which, you know, I get the appeal, but I'll fucking sign a year contract, and obviously things go awry. Do you have a safe word? Like, kumquat or something? Nope, no safe word. And then they start breaking the rules, and then uh, it's like, oh, it was okay. Like, uh, yeah, the I first half was much better than the second half. The second half just was, like, a little too wacky for the sake of being wacky. Mm. Like, uh, yeah. It was okay, though. It was interesting. Like, I don't regret my time with it. It was definitely, like, an interesting watch. However, then I went on a binge of three movies that I all gave one out of ten. Oh. Have you ever heard of the movie Band Slam? No, I haven't. It is a 2009 film. Uh, I watched it because it has Vanessa Hudgens in it. From uh, High school, school Musical? Yes, and I'm like, I got a... She in anything else? Uh, I mean, well, other than this and Spring Breakers. Uh, I still haven't seen. She's in Sucker Punch. Uh, she was in I saw Polar like... last year, or no, that was this year with Mads Mikkelsen. It wasn't very good, but she was in it. Uh, she was in Journey Two. Like she's she's still in stuff. Journey Two with Dwayne. With Dwayne, yeah. Dwayne the Rock. Johnson. She was in Second Act with Jennifer Lopez last year. Isn't it funny that you could take, like, any part of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's name and it could sound like a nickname for a penis? The. Well, not, well, The Rock, but. The. Would you like to meet The. Hey, would you like to meet uh, little Dwayne The Cock Johnson over here? And I took the obvious joke. You want to like that? Dwayne? Yeah, meet Dwayne Johnson. Just Dwayne. Just Dwayne. You want to see my Dwayne? Sounds but uh, that was about um, a band in a high school, and then this like sophomore kid like comes in. And he's like, is she, "Yeah, is uh, she's supposed to be a high school." Yeah, it's in two thousand nine. She was like, "Oh, okay." I thought, I think she was twenty at the time. Like this was right around like I, I thought you were right saying after, like, this movie school came school. out last year, and I was like, "Yikes!" No, no. Like, I get the stereotype but of, like, 30-year-olds playing high school. The kid, the main character's like, yeah, I'm not like other kids. I was like, alternative rock, you know? It was just so fucking pretentious and so fucking stupid, because I'm like, ah! Yeah. He's like, yeah, I know everything, but I'm a really nice guy, but I'm also a dickhead. And it was like, none of these characters make any sense, and the music's bad. And all of the shots are bad, and all the dialogue is bad. And it was, uh, yeah, terrible film. 
And then I jumped right into this movie called St. Agatha, because I love watching terrible movies about nuns. It's my fucking jam. Terrible fucking horror movies about nuns. Oh, it's a horror movie. Yeah. Yep. It's it's about a place in the 1950s. (gasps) That's scary. That's old. This lady's pregnant, and she doesn't have any money or something, so she, like, gets sent to this, like, nunnery. (laughs) This nunnery. (laughs) And they're like, oh, we're gonna help you, but then she's like, oh, something spooky's going on, but not really, it's just a bunch of shit. They're like, oh, we secretly, uh, (laughs) spoilers for this really shitty movie that came out last year. They're like, yeah, we get pregnant women to come here, and then when their babies are born, we pretend that they died and then we sell them off to people. Wow. So they pretend the babies died and then they just sell them to people. For like 200 bucks? For like 50k probably. Like, Did you, did you get my reference there? No. It's from, it's from a, a movie we watched this week. Because there's that one part Ah, yes, yes. I was like, baby, for 200 bucks. What does that remind me? Because I literally wrote that down in my notes, too. And I'm like, oh. But I watched that one like a week ago. So um, I was like, oh. I, I just watched uh, both of them last night. So. Oh, nice. Or I guess yesterday. Um. So that was terrible. Like, really fucking bad. And then I watched Sex Tuplets, which is a new movie. Um... With, uh, what's his fucking It came out on Netflix like three days ago, or a week ago or something. It's with Marlon Wayans. Oh, and so it's this is going to be quality. Michael Tids? Titties? No. His name might be Titties, but he's the one that directed um, A Haunted House and A Haunted House 2. Oh, those class Fifty Shades of Black. Um, and Sex Tuplets is uh, Marlon Wayans playing six people. See, it's is, like, he, is he in his, like, little man form? And he's like... There, there's a part where he's a little guy, and there's a part where he's a big fat lady, and he's like, ha ah, I got a big butt! Oh, did and, that actually happen? Yeah. Okay, I, I was joking when I was like, it'd be funny if he was, like, the little guy form, because that movie... Is, was it called Little Guy? Was that what it was called? Oh! Oh! Little man? Yeah. Oh. He wasn't like a baby. Okay. He was like a guy with like, he had like a genetic deficiency, so he had like tiny little bones or Can something. you talk about how awful both, well, this is my personal opinion. I'm sure a lot of people in the comments are going to be like, what the fuck did Thomas just say? But I think that white chicks and little man are bad. I haven't seen little man. I don't want to. You probably... I do not think white... I don't think White Chicks is terrible compared to most films like it, but I do think it's really bad. And, like, everybody I know loves White Chicks. And I'm like... Yeah. (laughs) I don't fucking get it. It's offensive. It's badly made. Almost none of the jokes land... Yeah, no, I... And I'm not saying it's offensive because they're like, oh, we're white. I'm because, like, that... I, I think, it's, with that. I think a, it's offensive on multiple fronts. Like, there's a lot of, like, fucking 
really shitty things. Yeah, just a lot of bad, just like, like general stereotypes and, and like, homophobia. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care that they're making fun Common of white people. For, I'm fine with making fun comedy people. movies. I fucking hate comedies from the mid 2000s oh. pretty much. Like the yeah, there's like a lot of them are really bad. <laughs> There are ones that I can, like, think of that, like, I liked at one point, but I don't know if I'd like now. Like, uh, one that comes to mind, because when you're, like, when I think of, like, comedies from, like, that era that I enjoyed, like, Accepted was, like, the first one that came into my mind. Dude, I watched Accepted for the first time, like, two years ago, or a little... I actually do think Accepted okay. is a good, like... A, I, I was gonna say, Accepted is really good. I, I haven't watched it. In like probably like ten years now, maybe. I was maybe surprised less. At like how little like really shitty jokes like like what? most of the jokes aren't demeaning to people really. They're Ask just, me like, about my wiener. They're just stupid jokes, yeah. but they're not like yeah. shitty to people. So I, I was a pretty big fan of that movie when I watched it for the first time, yeah, and I, I was surprised. I'm sure it probably like feed into like some fucking like stare like or, or cliches that I hate. Like I'm sure it probably goes through that like because I haven't seen it in so long. Like I'm, I'm sure it goes through that mopey fucking end of second act where it's like two of the characters are fucking mad at each yeah, other or some pretty generic much. shit like that. But that still happens like every fucking comedy movie. Yeah, because like, no I one... don't need it. Like, just keep it going. Keep the ride going. I don't need yeah, it. I'd rather watch a movie that's like full absurdist comedy 100% as opposed to like something that's like has like absurdist humor in it but then tries to water it down with like a fucking bad structure or format. Like, And I think story. sometimes it works well. Like, I, I, I'm fine with, like, the Fallout and, like, the film I Love You, Man, which I do fucking love that movie. I haven't... I don't know if I ever finished that movie in its entirety. I know I definitely saw, like, chunks of it, because I remember, like, the part where they're at, like, Lou Frigno's house, he's like, that dude's about to fucking fart, look, he's got a fart, and he, like, flips his leg, he's like, oh, I totally just farted! Like, the first ten minutes. Uh, I also remember, like, as... There's, like, that part of the film where he's like, oh, man, yeah, me and, uh, like, Paul Rudd's like, yeah, me and, uh, fucking, I'm blanking on his name. Jason Seagal. Jason Seagal. I was wanting to call him Peter. Yeah, Seagal, Seagal, whatever, however he takes it. Uh, Seagal. (laughs) Seagal. Uh, but... Fuck, what was I saying? I, I know that, like, she's like, you need a best friend. And he's like, all right, I got a best friend. And then she's like, I did, this guy fucking sucks, though. Find a new best friend or something. And he's like, but he, you, he's my best friend, though. Okay, that's just like me and Thomas. <laughs> it, is that? Yeah, because we're best friends. Huh? I mean, I'm, I showing have, him, I'm showing him my wiener right now. It's, it's nice. Uh... I'm one of those people uh, that has, like, the philosophy of, like, I don't have a best friend. I just say multiple people are my best friend. Yeah. I, I like, got, like, tiers, so I yeah, don't have I, one I, best friend. I, I've, got, I've got, like, the tier list, too, because I'm there are too many people that I've got, like, such close relationships with, and I feel like if I was to, like, be like, this is my best friend, I'd have, like, 20 people who'd be like, what the 
fuck Thomas. So what when I say when I say somebody's my best friend, I'm just like you're in the top tier. You're in the yeah. you're in the S tier of friends. Yeah, I'd put you in my S tier list. Yeah, hey guys, I'm in. I'm finally in. That means that I'm in his will and I can assassinate. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so that movie with Marlon Wayans was very bad. Um did I watch any good movies after that? No, I watched another bad movie called White Chamber. Oh, what's the plot of that? Um, do you remember the the Egyptian guy from the Mummy, who was like in the band of warriors that like came to help them? Uh, does he have like long hair and a beard? I don't know if he had long hair. Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, not like super long, but like longer hair. Uh, yeah, this guy. Yeah, I watched the movie because he was in it. Um, that might have been a mistake because it was really bad. Also, the main character from The Descent was in it. Those were like the two main characters. Okay, but uh, it was about the UK in the future in the middle of a civil war, and they have like this new serum that like makes people go crazy. Oh, and like super powerful that they're gonna like give to their soldiers to fight the enemy and they're like testing it on him it's just a load of sp- stupid shit and there's a were you about to say a load of spaghetti <laughs> yes yeah, so I was thinking about it <laughs> it's just terrible and there's a really fuck bad twist at the end and it's just like why 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 would you compare it to spaghetti I like spaghetti spaghetti's it's a load of spaghetti though too much that's fair. So that's that, fair. That, that wasn't as bad as any of them. Um, oh! Then I watched The Goddess, and then I'm like, well, I really... L- Spoilers, I really like The Goddess. We'll get into that, though. Uh, then I watched Left Behind. The, the Nick Cage Rapture film. Okay, I, I wasn't sure if you were talking about the Nick Cage version or the Kirk Cameron version. Oof. Um, but Yeah, that I heard was, it's not good. Awful. I I never bothered. <laughs> also, Nick Cage like looks like he's gonna fall asleep in every scene he's in. It's uh, like hilarious. I'm, I'm pretty sure that this is like one of the first batch of movies that he was in after he went like really bankrupt, like really broke. Yeah, uh, 2014 is or uh, 2013 or something. Probably around then because he was still like riding good on like Ghost Rider two, and then. 2012. 2012 is probably when it started. But, and that's why, like, once you hit, like, 2016, like, he starts being in, like, more good films again. Like, not, there's still a lot of bad ones. Yeah. He was in a cop propaganda film that was just fucking awful last year called 211, I think. It was, like, my third worst film I saw last year out of, like, the 100 and 12 films released last year I saw. Damn. Uh, I watched The House Bunny for the first time. Oh. With I Anna Ferris. Remember not liking Yeah, it's not movie. good. I watched it because I like Emma Stone and I'm just like, I don't know. She I just was, yeah, she's like the other main character besides Anna Ferris. Isn't, is Chris Pine in that movie? No. Who's the guy in that movie? Uh, some uh, I can't remember. Oh, it's uh, it's Colin Hanks, isn't it? Let's check. It's Christopher McDonald. What? 
Well, he's in it. <laughs> um, it is Colin Hanks. Okay. Yeah, no, I remember that movie being pretty bit. Yeah. You want to watch? I don't know Terrible. if you'd particularly like it. You might, but Smiley Face. It's a pretty good anime. Face. I've heard Smiley Face is good. Um, and then I, I watched <laughs> watch Duck Duck Goose. Oh yeah, you heard of that one? I've heard of Duck Duck Goose. I don't know if I've heard. Of it's uh, it was a uh, ch- like produced in China, like computer animated film. But when they released in the states, they had uh, Zendaya and Jim Gaffigan on the voice cast. So I'm like, I gotta watch this. How how do all of these like imported animated movies always tend to land like one or two like really relevant actors? <laughs> That movie was terrible! Oh, so fucking bad. It was really fucking boring. Like, I'm just like, oh my god, I'm so bored. Uh, but I wanted to hear Jim Gaffigan as a goose, because I'm like, Jim Goose again. Oh, he was pretty good. Uh, don't worry, I'm almost done. I think. Oh, and then I then I got into watching another good movie. Uh, I watched a movie called American Factory that just released on Netflix uh, two days ago. It's or three days ago, maybe. It's Ooh. fucking sad. It's uh, it's a documentary about. Um, Is it? Uh, I've seen like a photo. Uh, like kind of circulating around on like social media of like this is the photo that got like child labor laws in the United States. Is it, is it no. have, like something to do with that? No. Okay. I, I heard American no. Factory and I was like, is it, it it's it, about like a it's a factory that shut down in two thousand eight, I think. Okay. In just like Dayton, Ohio, I think. It was a GW like car parts factory. Hmm. Um and thousands of people lost their jobs when that happened. But in twenty sixteen, twenty fifteen, um this Chinese billionaire uh, bought the factory and like opened it up and I think it, it's called Fuyao Industries they're like one of the world's like leading manufacturers of like car like glass okay. like for windshields and stuff uh-huh. and so they like reopened this factory but it's just it's just this like really intense thing of like these people hoping that they're gonna be able to like work again but they're making like half of what they did and later on it's talking about how like they're losing their jobs to like he's just bringing in robots um they bring in like a thousand chinese workers right at the beginning to because they're like a chinese company to to train all the americans Mm -hmm. and there's like this there's there's part of it that's like really really sweet because there's this like random white guy like in this rural area you're you're thinking he's gonna be really racist and he becomes like best friends with these like regular ass Chinese workers and they like go to each other's house and stuff and then later he gets fired for like no reason mm. and it's like so fucking sad and like uh, there's this giant culture clash of like racism going on. And but at the same time, like there's this, like the Chinese workers are angry a bit because like in China, they work like seven days a week, twelve hour shifts, not just five eight hour shifts. Yeah, and they're just like 
these stupid Americans won't work more. <laughs> it's 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 a fucking intense, but it's it's a great documentary. And I was I was expecting it to lean pretty heavily into like this anti-China sentiment because it kind of hinted at it early on, mm-hmm. and it was it was definitely this anti-Chinese billionaire sentiment, which I definitely agree with. But it was really nice. Like there was this one of the like main characters they talked to. I think his name was Wong, and it was pretty like harrowing the stuff he was talking about. He's like, I. I haven't cried in like 25 years, but when I came to America, I, I cried the first night because he's like, the, the, all the workers got sent to America without any extra pay and they had to be there for two years without seeing their family. Oh, wow. And it's just like, there's so much. Oh, and he's such a sweet guy and he's just trying to be like nice and teach people. Oh, it was a great documentary. I'll have to check it out. That sounds really interesting. No, I, I really enjoyed it, and it's it's really sad though. But it was it was very well made. Um, then I watched a documentary about Second Life. Oh, nice! Called Life Two Point uh, which was dumb. It was okayly made. It was all right. Okay, I enjoyed part of it. <laughs> it's just kind of sad. Because hmm. a lot of the people that, like, delve really into Second Life or really into, like, any video game where they can live in a virtual reality yeah, have just, something bad going yeah, on in their life. Escaping it's, yeah, it's shitty it's reality. Like, media is classic escapism. Like, you jump in to escape from other things in a lot of ways or in a lot of cases. Like, if you see somebody doing that constantly, that's what's going on. And it, it's just kind of sad. Um, because I... It's like, I know that movie, like, most people that ever watch it will just make fun of the people on it. And I, I get it in some degrees, but some of the people I'm just like, I hope this person got help. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you ever, uh, I don't, I don't know what TV show it was from, but there was, like, this, like, reality kind of, like, it was, like, a true life kind of show that had, like, an episode that went... Uh, like viral on the internet like some odd years ago about like this woman who was obsessed with TMNT and she had like the like actual movie heads from like the third movie she had like an entire room devoted to it Jeez. you you can like find the video I, don't, I have not seen that I, I look up like obsessed TMNT lady on YouTube later or something I don't, I don't remember the exact it's uh, why like I just I just don't enjoy watching films like, or TV shows like uh, My Strange Addiction or like yeah. like Hoarders because I'm just like, this is somebody with like a mental illness or extreme depression or something. And I'm like, I don't really like making a spectacle of this. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. It like, just makes me uncomfortable. I, I don't watch uh, that kind of shit typically unless it's like on like something that's in my uh like just if it has some sort of like cross contamination with something I'm yeah interesting yeah. like the TMNT lady is something I can like kind of dive into because like oh I like TMNT this seems like, kind of interesting is that my mom no that's <laughs> uh, how I am with One Piece yeah no yeah, it, one realistic, plugs. realistically if it's any series that I'm like that with it's Evangelion because I have like 
all of Neon Genesis on VHS. I have it on DVD. I have it on Blu-ray. I have the entirety of the manga, and then I bought all the spin-off manga. And so you don't even have the rebuilds on DVD or Blu-ray. I've got the rebuilds. Are you excited for the fourth? Yeah. Does that come out next year? I think so. I've been. Twenty twenty is, I think, the year that it's slated for. Uh, but like. Every year, it's been like, yeah, it's coming next year. But I, I think that there is enough out about like the production now that it's people are pretty confident it's coming out next year. I think. Uh, I I haven't seen any of them. I like I. You, oh, you'd probably be better off just waiting at this point until the fourth one comes out. And is that going to be the final one? Or? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, because the third one came out. I, I want to say one almost came out like 2011, right, or something like that. I uh, I want to say 2007 or nine. Okay, so it's been going on for a while. Yeah, no, like the third one came out when I think like Lucero and me were in like middle school. Jesus, okay. Uh, so like yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Got him. Because I stopped by my old middle school. <laughs> Not really, but uh, I don't. <laughs> I run this podcast with a middle schooler. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? It's me, Thomas. I just hang out with middle schoolers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking Roman Polanski, is that you? Jeez. Uh, but yeah, I, I've been trying not to like look at stuff for because I want to go in like one hundred percent blind as possible. I'm just hoping Lucero won't show me something because he spoils everything for me. Spoil. Fucking more Spider-Man shit for me from Far From Home. I'm like, dude, come on. I don't see it. I'm Thomas. Yeah, pretty much. He was like, oh, yeah. he like just dropped the spoiler. And I looked at him and dead in the eyes. I'm like, what? What did you just say? Ah! And I screamed. Because it was, in my opinion, I, oh, God. You can, spoiler alert, J.K. Simmons. But he spoiled that. I'm like, dude, what? That's the second Far From Home spoiler he spoiled for me. I'm like, what was the first spoilers again? Uh, that Mysterio was the villain, and that one I that one I wasn't too upset about because I figured they were yeah. just trying to mislead us. But I knew that there was the possibility. Oh, <laughs> like, God damn it, Lucero! Stop spoiling shit for me. Okay, couple more films. Here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry, I watched a lot. <laughs> uh, I watched the S. Craig Zoller film, Brawl in Cell Block 99. Oh, I've, I've heard stuff about that, and I've heard stuff about his other... I've seen a little bit, like, clips from that. Uh, what, Bone Tomahawk? Yeah. And, you know, he, like... He's like this ultra-violent director kind of thing. He's directed... He's teaming up with uh, Park Chan-wook. To make a like this ultra violent western, and I'm like, that's interesting. Brawl on Cell Block, in Cell Block 99 had some rough parts, but I thought it was very good. Um, there's a part spoilers for like this death scene near the end. Uh, he kicks in a guy's head into the floor, and then while he has like his foot down, drags his face across the concrete. And then flips him over, and it's just like his skull 
is like smashed in and all his skin is like torn off. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I saw... But Vince Vaughn in that is fucking great. Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, There's some rough parts and like... I'll probably check it out eventually. Uh, I'm not too eager because I've seen like bits and pieces of Bone Tomahawk and I thought what I had seen of that wasn't particularly good. Mm. But I uh, Red Letter Media just did like a review on it, like a where they go and talk about it. And there was some stuff that they were saying in there that kind of compelled me to at least watch the full I've movie. I heard it's really good. Yeah, because I've heard from people it's really good, but the bits I saw, I was like, this doesn't seem very good. So maybe in the context of a full movie, I would like yeah. it more. But it just seemed kind of corny, the bits I saw. I'm not going to say anything, though, because I don't want to, like, spoil it for you or any of the audience members. Um, and then I watched... Uh, the Invaders End movie came out on my birthday. I'm now 22 years old. I'm very old now. I'm dead. Uh, so I watched it literally the second it came out. Okay. Um, and then I rewatched it two days ago. And I... It's literally, like, my number four movie for the year right now. Okay. But I, I'm very... Invader Zim was is probably my favorite, like, cartoon. It's... I fucking love it. And, oh, I love it so much. <laughs> I and, enjoyed what I saw of it. And then, um... I watched the Mick G movie, Rim of the World, from this year. Terrible. Oh. Not gonna even talk about it. Just don't watch it. Um, last year he made a movie called The Babysitter that I actually thought was okay. Oh, yeah. Like, it I was, saw it was like goofy. It was it. like a goofy kind of... It felt like a B-movie with like this kid. It was dumb, but I, I enjoyed it. But So I thought this one might be like the same thing. And I think he was going for the same thing, but it was just really fucking bad and pretty fucking racist. <laughs> and I was like, oof. And sexist. Oh. And boring. And then the, today, like six hours ago, I watched Jupiter Ascending for the first time. Oh, yeah. You Have you seen that? that? No. It's by the Wachowski sisters. I, I know who it's by. That's a bad fucking movie. Yeah. But it's also pretty fucking funny. Like, Channing Tatum has weird little elf ears, and he, like, has these rocket boots, and he's, like, flipping around, <laughs> kicking aliens. Yeah, I want to say, like, back. When I did watch Nostalgia Critic, I, I watched, like, an episode he did on it. Oh. Like, the only things I really liked, like, I thought some of the space sequences, like, looked pretty cool. And I thought some of the, like, designs for, like, the planets and stuff, like, looked... Some of the, like, are they, uh, designs were cool. Are they coming back? Because I heard that they were doing... They're uh, doing Matrix 4. Okay. And I'm like, oh! They made one good Matrix movie. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't seen the third. Uh, like, I saw it a long time ago. Like, I, I know exactly what happened. I haven't. But I haven't seen it in its entirety, I think, so I don't want to rate it. And I, the second one's bad, but it has some enjoyable parts, I would say. I saw... The, I like the ghost people. <laughs> I saw the first one when I was a kid, and I remember not liking it very much. And I didn't watch either of the sequels, and I haven't watched it since. I don't know... I, I need to rewatch it because I don't I don't know if it was like the stylization that turned me on 
off or what it, I think I think it was mostly the style, but uh, I think I owe it. But they did chance. speed racer. Speed oh uh, yeah. I I'm I really like Speed Racer. I haven't seen like I've seen like commercials and stuff for it, but I know that that movie has like an insane cult following. Like I know like people who like it like really fucking like uh, it. Aaron Hansen of the Game Grumps, it's his favorite film. Oh, is it? <laughs> I'm like, okay. It has some pretty glaring problems. So stop right there. It's fine that that yeah, it is his favorite. But I'm just like, oh, I want to go that far for me at least. I think it's, I think it's their best film personally. Yeah. And I, I've seen most of their films. I've also seen Cloud Atlas, which I do think is pretty good. Um, I have not seen. It's one. too long, and don't they like? And it's isn't there like white Asian face? Yeah, thing? it's like that was a pretty bad idea because the whole idea is like in the book. All these characters that they're going back are like connected, uh-huh. like spiritually, pretty much. And they do the same thing, but they have the same actor play them. Which I'm like, I get where they're coming from. It's it's kind of just lazy to me because it's like if they're played by the same person, then you know that they're connected. Yeah, but I'm just like, why didn't you just if you were gonna have them lead into an Asian character, just have the original person playing them be Asian? <laughs> But they wanted these like big names. And, yeah. Like, oof. Besides that part, and some pacing issues, and it being too long, and it's okay. Like it's enjoyable. And then I also, right before you got here, I watched a movie called Eerie. That was a <laughs> horror film from the Philippines. How was it? Bad. Uh, really bad. The beginning was okay. I was like, hey, this might be something good. And then just terrible second act. Third act. And that's what I watched. Alright. Well, that sounds like you've had an eventful uh, cinematic-filled couple of weeks. Yeah, I have. I've been going... Oh. Oh. Oh, okay, movie. Oh, it's been an hour of me just talking about films I've watched this week. <laughs> uh, we we had a little bit of other banter. We talked yeah. about like Xbox. And yeah, we talked about shit. the game gaming. Yeah, gaming dungeon. T- <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thomas, you got a film idea? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, let me look at your board games again and refresh my memory what it was. Did you, uh, did you make up a game about, did you make up a movie about my board game? No. Okay. So, uh, this dude wakes up one day and he, he's absolutely, like, fed up with his life. His life's mundane, he works a boring office job. One day, his boss just comes up to him and makes him really mad. And he's like, he's just, like, thinking, he's like, man, I really fucking hate my boss. He, like, gets this, like, pent-up emotion. And then, just suddenly, his boss turns into a rabbit. He's like, what the fuck? Turned his boss into a rabbit. He's like, can I, can I do that? Can I just turn people into rabbits? So he tests out his theory. He can. So he's like, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna turn everyone on Earth into a rabbit. And he does. And he's happy. He's content. He's like, yeah. I'm alone with all these rabbits. It's awesome. But then, slowly, they start, like, regaining bits of their, like, humanity, and all the rabbits are, like, conspiring to, like, kill him. 
And that's my movie bitch. I thought you were going to say, so then he's surrounded by a bunch of rabbits, and he gets really good with, like, a gun. And <laughs> then and then Alejandro Jodorowsky comes up to him, and he's like, I have to defeat <laughs> He's like, get over here. He's like, I knew you were coming, so the rabbits started dying. That's that's my film pitch. Well, then I'll movie. go with a board game as well. Uh, I went. That's not a. I was just looking. You saw Bunny Kingdom. I saw Bunny Kingdom and the one that had uh, the fucking Kim Jong Un on it over there. And that's where that came from. That's Barack Obama. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so I have a board game for those who don't know. Uh, it's in its prototype stages still, but it's a dice rolling game. It's about this uh, in the future. Um, the whole like galaxy is at peace, pretty much. We found a bunch of alien races, and everyone's kind of living in harmony. But like, there's a there's this big group of people that like are in, like, the slums and stuff who, like, really fucking hate that it's really peaceful. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> so they, like, have an underground fighting club, like Fight Club or something, but it's it's just, like, this underground arena where they fight. And I, I really would love, like, an, an animated, like, companion piece to that, just about, like, one of the characters. Just going through this arena. It'd be like that. It's like a, the Dragon Ball Z arena arc, or whatever. So it, they're called tournament arcs, and they are a shonen the arena, archetype. The arena arc from the Dragon Ball show. Okay. <laughs> I know it's a tournament arc. They have it in Yu-Gi-Oh! as well. Yeah, it's like in every shonen anime. Yu-Gi-Oh! Naruto, My Hero... Fucking shonen. Every shonen has an, a tournament arc. No tournament in Bleach. Is that true? I mean, they don't have a. I don't think they ever have a tournament. <laughs> he like goes up against. I mean, everybody. I don't know why I'm like sitting here like thinking about it. I I guess I'm thinking about like if I've ever like heard or, like, seen anything that looks like it. But you I could watch. stretch it the, the Soul Society arc. Even, even like, the manga the Soul Soci- I, I don't I don't think so. I, I haven't gone that far. They might have had it later on. I don't... I didn't get mm. all the way to the end of the anime, so... I mean, I don't know. But if it doesn't, kudos to it. But even, like, the second arc of the anime where they invade the Soul Society, you're like, that's like a tournament, because they're going through each each person, they're getting stronger. You could just argue that every every arc in an anime where they fight people getting stronger is just a tournament arc. Uh, I don't think you... Because the winner is the person who doesn't die. Anyway, that was my movie idea. Hmm. Alright. Well, you wanna... Lead the discussion on Yes, so my pick was uh, the silent film um, Shen Nu or The Goddess. Um, And that came out in 1934. Um, So the main plot, it's a pretty simple plot. Um, This woman, uh, she has a son, a little baby. And she doesn't have any money. Um, the only source of income is she is a 
sex worker. She's a prostitute. She sleeps with men for money. Um, and she's, like, ridiculed for it. And very early on in the film, she meets, like, this gangster, like, mafia guy. And he, uh, like, follows her around, and he's very, very fucking creepy. And then at one point, he breaks into her house and says that he has sold her baby for $200. And she freaks the fuck out, and he was lying. The baby was just in the other room. (laughs) But he, he pretty much makes her... He pretty much becomes her pimp, but also kind of her boyfriend. Um, and forces himself into this relationship. And then it does a time skip to when her, like, child's in school. Yeah. Um, Probably, like, seven seven, to nine, maybe? Yeah, like, quite a few years. And it's literally the same thing that's going on. She has to give most of her money to this guy, but she's hiding some of it in this small little hole in the wall. So that she can give her son, like, a good education. And because, like, she makes sure that she puts her son into the school so that she can he can get a good education and not yeah. fall into, like, the same downfalls of, like, becoming, like, somebody in the mafia or a sex worker or anything yeah. that, like, poor people have to do because they're poor and they don't have an education. Especially in the 30s. Um, and then... There's a bunch of people that, like, know she's a sex worker and constantly ridicule her for it. Um, They try to get their son, her son, kicked out of school for it. And the principal, I think it's the principal? Yeah. um, He, like, comes around and he's like... At first he, he plans on expelling the boy. Yeah, and then she goes into this big monologue about how, like, he can't. It's... Because, like, she's trying her best. All she wants is, like, what's best for her son. Yeah. And, like, she can't do anything else. And he decides, he's like, you're right. It's my job to help the youth no matter what. And, like, you're obviously a good person. You're just trying to do what's best for your child. And then, but the school doesn't see it that way. And he quits because they won't, they they yeah. won't let the son stay. And... She's on this, like, downward spiral. She finds out that her boyfriend slash yeah, evil man, evil, evil boy, her stole pimp. stole all her money. Um, he found the hiding place. And then she confronts him, and he had spent it all. Yeah. And then they get into an altercation, and she kills him. Yeah. She And then she gets arrested, and... The principal comes by and is like, I'm so sorry that this happened. And is like, I will raise your son and teach him myself. And she's like, don't tell him what happened to me, pretty much. And this particular scene is my biggest gripe with the film. Uh, Because he's just And then the movie ends. Yeah, because she's basically like... She's like, don't tell my son about me, you know, I don't want him to, like, have to know, like, what a dishonorable woman I was. And he, the dude basically just, like, puts a hand on her shoulder, pats it a couple times, and leaves. And it's like, if I was that, like, principal dude, I'd be like, no, dude, I'm gonna tell him about you, and I'm gonna tell him that you were a fucking strong woman 
who did her best to give him a good life. And that he should fucking take solace in that and know that society is wrong and not his mother. I mean, well, I think the thing is, like, this film's super progressive. Yeah. The 30s (laughs) China. Like, even today. I was going to say, because, like, sex workers are ridiculed every single day, pretty much, and discriminated against still today, everywhere. America, China, everywhere. So having something that's so progressive in the 30s in China is like really strong. And I I don't know if it was the director's choice or if that was just like his opinion to have the guy do that, but it it feels like like even the principal's still like not necessarily okay with her being a sex worker. So like that's why I saw him doing that because mm-hmm. he's trying to do the right thing but he's Still trying to yeah, get over his own personal prejudices and stuff. I fucking love this movie. I, I'm I try to watch more silent films, but I haven't seen a ton. But I I really really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I'd probably put this on the upper end of uh, silent movies I've seen. Uh, There's because when I watch a lot of silent movies, it's a lot of like fantastical, like fantasy kind of yeah. stuff, like Trip to the Moon or. Nosferatu, or, like, things along those kind of lines, where it's, you know, or, hell, even, like, Charlie Chaplin and Buster Keaton, there's a certain, like, level of, like, fantasy to, like, their physical comedy, uh, but to see a, like, silent movie that was, like, so grounded, it felt like I was watching just, like, real people, like, there are, there are, like, certain, like, close-up shots where I'm like, it looks like they just have a camera in a room. Now, obviously, like, they're doing, like, kind of, like, over-animated, like, body expressions yeah, sometimes, because it's a silent much, movie. Yeah, you every silent film, and especially, like, early silent films. And even though this was, like, later on, this was after, like, yeah, sound. Yeah, it sounded already. But I, I don't know about over in China. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about, like, early China cinema. I don't either. Yeah, but, uh, but I know that, like, uh, Dracula had been made, like, three years before over here in America, and that yeah. one has sound, and so in Frankenstein and the Mummy, uh, the talkie had been invented. Uh, but one thing I noticed is, like, when I watch a lot of early cinema, I look at the sets, and they're either way too cluttered, like they feel like they're trying too hard to make it look real, mm-hmm. or that they're just like, there's just nothing on the set. It's like, yeah. what the fuck? But I felt that, like, every set in this movie, I don't know if it was just a house or if they were just great sets, but, like, everything felt yeah, it looks like they were grounded and real. Like, and I, I was just pretty impressed with that, though, because, like, like I said, in a lot of other films I've seen, it just doesn't look real. Mm-hmm. Um... Like even right at the beginning, there's a there's a transition that I really like of her like tucking in her child and then leaving her house, and it's like a outside shot of her like run down shitty apartment, and then it like transitions into like this skyscraper like lighting up, mm-hmm. and it's I, I was just like yes, that's great. Yeah, there's a shot later in the movie where it's like. I think it's right after her son is expelled and after she finds out that her 
pimp friend had been uh, stealing her money and she like just looks absolutely fucking broken. She's like walking and they do like that kind of like trick where they're like showing like the lights on the buildings and she's like walking and she just like looks fucking pissed. I was like, that was a really good shot. Um, that actress, she's yeah, she was great. She was she's she unfortunately killed herself like right after this movie was made. Oh my god! Um, I feel like not. a year later, she was uh, apparently like she was a pretty prominent figure in like Chinese silent films, and she was like twenty five and she killed herself. Oh shit! Um, it's, just, it's so fucking shitty, but. Because she's incredible in this film. Yeah. Like, really. Like, now her that you and the principal, I thought, both had, like... Because all you can really look at is, like, their facial expressions. Because you can't hear their delivery. Yeah. Thing. But both of them, like, what the fuck? Yeah, subtle enough to where, like, you can tell what emotions that they were feeling. But it wasn't, like, hammy or, like, over the top. It, it all felt very genuine. And, like, I, I'm always worried with dialogue in silent films when they have to cut to another screen where it just shows, like, dialogue. Because at some point it's just like, well, now I'm just watching a slideshow of words. Yeah. So I was worried. But then, like, this movie changed my mind about that. Because there were times where it was, like, three or four screens of just dialogue. But it was just, like, so well written. Yeah. And, like, especially, like, the principal just monologue about, like, it, how it it's was our, We have duty. moral responsibility. Yeah, we have a moral responsibility to these children to do everything in our power to help them succeed. Mm. And, like, the way he was standing and just, like, his presence in that scene, like, made that... It looked like that literally gave me goosebumps. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. I was, like, shocked. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I re- Like, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I thought it was very great, especially considering the time period it came out in. And the fact that you mention that she was, like... That she committed suicide very shortly after this movie... Uh, like, I'm not very surprised because I, one of the things I was going to say before you even brought that up is, like, she did a fantastic job at, like, portraying, like, just someone who looks fucking miserable. Yeah. And it might be because she actually was, which is very sad. But, I mean, it's it's a form of acting. Yeah, no, Some she was actors, 24 when she died. Oh my god, that's even worse. It's a year younger than you said originally. Uh, yeah, she purposely overdosed. Damn. Huh. Apparently she was having uh, a lot of issues, like, from, like, tabloid reporters being super hostile, and she had a bunch of private problems going on, just like... Oh yeah, I'm sure it was, like, the fucking Wild West for that kind of shit back then, because, I mean, like... Have, like, film was, like, a pretty new form. Like, it had only become, like, really prominent, like, in the 20s. And yeah. so it's, like, dealing with, like, issues like stalkers and fucking just, like, just shitty industry shit. I'm sure she probably, if it's anything like it was over here, I'm sure that there were fucking slimy movie producers and directors who just wanted to, like, objectify her, probably. 
I'd, I'd imagine. I, I don't know what, like you were saying earlier, I don't know what, like, early Chinese cinema was really like, uh, or, like, the methods behind the filmmaking or anything, but, yeah, no, that's, that's really sad. Yeah, uh, I was pretty depressed when I saw that, because I was like, oh. I think that's the most depressed I've, like, felt about an actor's suicide since, uh, like, immediately after I watched Patch of Blue for the first time, I found out that the lead actress in that had killed herself. Yeah. Granted, it was, like, 20 years later. Yeah, she was, like, 45, right, or something? Yeah, it was, like, right after she voiced a character in uh, The Secret of Nim when she, like, killed herself. Mm. She was, like, I want to say, I, it was been a while since I, like, read the thing about it, but I want to say she, like was checked in and was, like, under a suicide watch. Like, I think she had attempted it before, and she wasn't successful, and I think she tried it again. I don't know. I'm not going to... Don't take that as fact, because Um, I haven't looked at that in a while, but... I do want to watch... I really wish this was, like, in my... Like, it, it came out in 91, so it's not quite available, but there's a there's a film called Center Stage by this guy named Stanley Kwan, um, and it's a kind of like a biopic of Ruan Lingyu, which is that woman. Okay. Which I've heard, of, like, apparently it's a very good film. Hmm. Or at least it's inspired by, so I'll probably have to check that out soon, but yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this film. It, uh, it wasn't, like, my favorite Silent film. Uh, I do think there were a couple times where it was just a little dra- draggy, I guess. I thought that... Um, Would your ranking go, like, The Dancing Pig and then this one? This is better than The Dancing Pig. <laughs> whoa, um, whoa, dude. Hold on a minute. I thought that the villain in it, the main guy, it's, it's just like... And it, it's a problem with a lot of Silent Film villains. He just, like, He's like, oh, I'm too evil with, like, no real reason why. I'm just a dickhead. I'm- Which, like, it wasn't too bad that it wasn't, like, grounded. Like, it was relatively grounded, but it was probably the most unbelievable portion of this. Inc- like, I would say that the film's yeah. pretty much incredibly grounded. But then this guy's just, like... I felt a little... He's just a little too forced for me. I I can get that, but I don't know. like. It didn't really bother me personally too much, because, like, I thought there was quite a bit about this film by, like, today's standards that felt, like, a little bit general. Yeah. Uh, And uh, I just kind of, like, grouped that in with that. And, uh, I don't know, like, his motivations, like, I didn't need, like, a whole lot. Like, I understood that he was, like, a gangster type and, you know, money, sex, really the only... Two very realistic motivations that'll drive uh, lots of men to do terrible, terrible, god-awful, fucking horrible things. Yeah. Uh, so. I didn't think it was like... Uh, did you watch the version on just YouTube, or...? Yeah, I watched on YouTube. The hour I... Or, the version I watched is like an hour and 13 to 15 So it minutes. had the music accompanying it? Yeah. So that's... Uh, I actually wanted to talk about that for a second. That's the Turner Classic Movies Edition. They, they, like, re-released it in, like, 2008 or something. Okay. Um, and that has music that's composed by Donald Sosin. 
like that he like composed specifically to accompany yeah. the film. I, I figured because I was like watching it, and it I'm fit, like, and it fits. Like, yeah, like I it, actually it thought, synced up I thought with it the was movie. A pretty know, so. good composition. I was surprised. I really enjoyed most of it. Yeah, no, it was really um, good. And apparently, like that's his. Like he just makes compositions for old silent films. Like mm. that's just his job. That's just all he does. I'm like, that's great. Yeah, there should be people like that because there's lots of silent films that could benefit from having like a real passionate score attached to it. But like, I'm sure a lot of them are just like people like, oh yeah, I'm uploading this on YouTube and it doesn't have any sound. Let me add my chill wave synth beats to this or something. Or generic, sad, or old-timey music to accompany this movie. But, you know, there's really, like, what I can't think of, like, much to say on this film, because it, it was a very, like, simple movie, but it was very it was, effective. Yeah, it, that's, that's pretty much what we gotta say. Um, what, was the, what was the shot that you really liked before? Of her, like, looking really pissed? Was it the close-up of her face? Uh, I, it, it was like, here, let me... So there's, there's, there's a scene, like, right before she kills him, pretty much, where she, like, grabs him, and it's, like, a close-up of her face, and she just looks, like, pissed. Was that the one? No, okay, it's when she's... I love that shot. I'm pretty sure it's on, when she's on the way to that scene, okay. where she's, like, walking... That whole scene and surrounding it was pretty great. Uh, it had some pretty good shots. And also, another shot where I was like, oof, was, like, when she's on, like, her trial or whatever, when they sentence her, uh, and, like, you see her, like, at her, like, little... Uh, podium or whatever you'd call it. And mm-hmm. uh, she just had this like just absolutely fucking defeated look on her face, like bags under her eyes. I was like, holy shit. This looks like someone who's being put on trial for murder. There's some, uh, probably my favorite parts of the film were like there were these really great like monologues or like talks like Inter- the interactions between her and the principal, the principal and the staff, and then I really loved her interactions with her son. They were very sweet and very endearing. And this movie's fucking sad. <laughs> like, the ending's fucking kind of brutal. Like, yeah. Oh. Uh, and it's just, like, it's it's a pretty sad tale. It's pretty true. Like, this woman's just forced to continue to do this because she's discriminated against. She can't get another oh, yeah. job. I'm, I'm sure throughout like history and various different locations, there have been several women yeah. who were like this woman. Yeah. Who went through a very similar experience, if not pretty much the same thing. Right. I mean, maybe not like exactly the same thing. Maybe she didn't fucking... Maybe people don't always end with the... You know, with the bop, bop bottle on the head and the 12 years in prison and yeah. adoption of the son. Um, but and I think where the the reason why I thought the writing was so good for her was I was reading about this and the director said that like he's like I, I couldn't write like with the sole intention of like making this about a sex worker because I, 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 I don't live that life. I don't really know that. Yeah. But he's like I do have I don't know if he said he had a kid, but he's like, I do know what it's like to like have a kid or something. So he wrote it 
mainly about her and her child, which I think is what's so, like, powerful is because, like, in this film that's, like, centered around this person that's, like, you the know, main draw is, like, oh, she's a sex worker. Yeah, because we don't, there's no, like, sex scenes or, yeah, not even, just, like, it's just there's, like, lot. one suggestive scene yeah. that implies she sleeps with somebody and they didn't even pay her for it. Like, it was her pimp guy who was, like, hey, you know, I just saved you from that cop. You, how you can yeah. return that favor? And she's just kind of like, ah. But, he made it that she's like a real person that she cares about her son. That's her main thing. Oh yeah, and I think that's what's so important. Like it would have been so easy to be like her main like trait is that she's a sex worker, and I think it's important in any cinema to like not put someone's job as their main trait. Yeah, especially if that job's discriminated against so much. It's good to humanize these people because they're humans and they deserve our respect. Yeah. I wonder what kind of, like, effect this movie had, like, upon its release. Like, I wonder what, like, the general, like, feedback is. Because obviously, like, time. Because I, I know that it's, like, a very, like, acclaimed movie. But I wonder if it was like that when it, like, premiered. I'm, I can definitely see a lot of people probably having very ugly things to say about this movie, especially in the 30s. Apparently, like, it was pretty well received when it first came out. Uh, but people aren't, like, that might just be because she was a pretty, like, huge actress at yeah. the time, so. But, like, whew. Oh, my God. I just realized. Hmm. That, so this guy, Wu Yonggang, that was his first film. Is that this was his first film, yeah. Fuck, I'm gonna have to check out some of his other movies if they, like, lasted this long or anything. Um, Assuming they're not, like, lost. I don't think he made that much else from what I was looking at, but he died in, like, 82. Yeah, he made, like, very little else. He made something, like, 36. There's something he made in, like, 56 that nobody on Letterboxd has seen, apparently. But he made a movie... Probably just hasn't been translated Yeah, there's here. there's, like, some other movies he made... But, like, nobody's seen him oh, here. Oh, God. Thomas is spilling. I'm sorry. I didn't spill very much. Let me go grab a paper towel. Paper towel. But, yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed this film. I might... Uh, it's probably something I'm going to rewatch, and it's probably something that might grow on me on a second watch, but... Uh, Thomas, you looking for a paper towel? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Hold on, everybody. We're doing a little dance. The paper towels are missing. Yeah. We're back, everybody. We were looking for a paper towel, but there are none. Anyway, Thomas, what did you give the film? Um... Probably like a... See, I don't, I don't know. I always have a hard time it's... reading silent movies because I never know whether to judge them by like, the standard at the time they were made or by my standards now. But seeing as I live in the 21st century, I think I'm going to go with my standards now and give this movie a 7. And I'm going to go with my, my... My quality is what I thought, how much I enjoyed the film, which is usually what I do, which is fine with me. I'm going to give this movie a nine. I really fucking like this movie. 
So our average is an 8. You should definitely watch it. If you haven't watched it, it's on YouTube. It's not very long. Yeah, it's like an hour. If you want to get into silent films or if you want to get into Chinese cinema as well, like, good either way. Like, great movie. Jeez. But yeah, now we're going to talk about another great movie. Uh, Yeah, you could say that. Thomas really wanted to watch this movie. He was messaging me every day. Did you watch it yet? It's called Last of the Living. Yeah. Want to give us a rundown on the plot? Yeah. Uh, well, hold on. I want to share a little bit about my personal relationship with this movie. Okay. Uh, it's real brief. It doesn't take long. Uh, when I was like 10 to like 15, I was like obsessed with zombie media. Like I loved zombie comics, zombie TV shows, zombie movies. Uh, and this this is like a little bit before the Walking Dead craze when I first saw this movie. Uh, Walking Dead hadn't been like released out into the world yet, at least not the like AMC show. Uh, and so I would basically just watch anything that had zombies in it. One day I was at Walmart. I was looking through their uh, DVD section and they had this nice little uh, zombie gem DVD. Uh, that was called Last Living, and the DVD said that it was even funnier than Shaun of the Dead and Zombieland, because I think that Zombieland had come out right around the time that I had picked this movie up, and I think probably like roughly about the same year. And I watched it once when I was 12, and I hated it, and I still have the DVD, and I was trying to get revenge on London for making me watch fucking Ghostmates last week. <laughs> And I gave him the choice of, like, three words. He could have chose either Schindler's List, uh, Gooby, or this. And he missed out. We almost watched Gooby. Gooby would have been good. <laughs> uh, but we, we watched this instead. And, uh, yeah, this movie's bad. It's basically <laughs> a zombie apocalypse. Badass, you mean. It, it, it's bad and it's ass, all right. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, basically, it's zombie apocalypse. Three dudes, like, basically survive together. Uh, and uh, they come across a woman and her father in a church. Uh, she's like, a, they're both like super smart, smart, super smart, super smart scientists who have a blood sample that could cure the zombie virus, and basically her dad dies, they... these incompetent fools destroy the blood sample, then basically they have to go to a hospital to extract another blood sample, and then they have to fly... To an island. Yeah, to an island. I don't remember which island. Uh, They have to fly to an island... And uh, then get it to a team of uh, scientists who are over there, and they're going to whip up a cure. And uh, basically, it's just about their, like, the second half of the movie is about their journey to go, like, try to cure the zombies. And the first half is really nothing. It's just following these three fucking assholes. These characters are all extremely unlikable. Uh, I don't like this movie. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> uh, uh, the movie begins with this beautiful 
scene of one of our four main characters just walking through, like, an empty city and some, like, fucking... It's like the opening scene of 28 Days Later. Yeah. Except, Except for whatever reason, there's no cars anywhere. Yeah, and he also doesn't, like, wake up from a coma or anything. And this is like a dream sequence or something. Like Honestly, this was probably one of the better scenes in the movie, if I'm going to be honest. It wasn't very good. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd probably be inclined to agree with you, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> the entire movie was pretty shit. So, I, I'd probably say the best scene was the one with the priest, but even then, like... I... It was like, eh? Yeah, we'll, we'll get on. We'll, yeah. Did I have a question. Yeah. For this zombie comedy, did you laugh a single time? Like, in any any form oh, of laughter. Um, when, so there was a lot of licensed music in the film. Just, like, every scene, it seemed, they would just suddenly start playing music. I'm like, ugh. But the, a couple of times they played the song, Last of the Living. Yeah. And... At one point, I was just like, what if they were saying Last of the Lemons? And I'm like, because we're the last of the lemons! Because it kind of sounds like that. So yeah. I laughed at that. Okay. Which was my own joke. Does that count? I wouldn't count that as a laugh towards So, no. Yeah, I didn't laugh once either. And I, I don't necessarily laugh at things that I find funny all the time. It, it depends. Like, if something's very funny, I'll laugh. But if I just think, I'm like, that's pretty good, I'll just, like, smile. I just don't laugh a lot at movies sometimes. So, but I didn't find anything funny either. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, nothing about this movie, like, tickled my insides. Like, I didn't... Get one single fucking ounce of amusement out of it. Uh, <laughs> there were a couple points that I'm like, hey, that's not too bad, I guess. Like, I at least appreciate the effort that they put into uh, not making the ending, like, a happy ending, I guess. Yeah, that the thing I remembered most about this movie, like, was... It's very, like, just dark, I guess, ending. Like, it... Because I... So, like, uh, out of the three guys, um, one of them gets bit at the end, or, like, 30 minutes before the end, which is unfortunate because I think like out of them... five minutes before the end. No, the first guy. The, it's like... The it's drummer? Like, yeah. It's not, like, five minutes. It's, like... It's because like ten minutes. It's not. It's not long because that whole because like basically after they find oh, no, their girl, they have to get the point. from that point on, like that's like the, maybe like fifteen. The movie from that point is very like snappy because not much happens in this movie. Like our last movie, this film is very simple. Not a whole lot happens in it, and it's also in genius. No. Uh, only the difference is between the like last film and this film. The last one was actually fucking good. I what I was gonna say though is the first guy to die. I actually thought he was the least obnoxious out of all of them, and I'm like, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. He was. There was some fucked up shit they said at the beginning. There, were there like, was some. There was a fucked up thing he said. Because there's like that part where he talks about uh, having sex with the zombies. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like. 
he like implies that he was gonna like force himself onto the side. It's just very creepy. Yeah, because the the entire like so and basically like, so both him and this like the other like main guy are like yeah we're really, really sexy we like to we like to sex women well, I mean, and then the other guy he's like a nerd and he's like oh I'm a nice guy he literally says I'm a nice guy why won't women have sex with me like he pretty much says it's so obnoxious yeah. all right so uh, Morgan. Is the guy who wears the wife beater and has the like baseball cap? Uh, Johnny is the drumstick guy. The dude who you find the least obnoxious out of the group. Ashley or Ash is uh, the nice guy, and uh, and they like to call him. They like to emasculate him a lot. Yeah, it's that's like their running joke the entire film. It's like he he he's a woman or he's, he's a gay. Is he is wearing armor? <laughs> what a loser. Yeah, and it's like, he's the last one to live. Ha ha! He's the last of the lemons! <laughs> yeah, but, uh, and then the girl's name, I think, is Steph, but it sounds like they're saying stiff. It's Steph. Yeah. Just that New Zealand accent. Yeah. I'm so sad. I like New Zealand films, but, oof. Yeah, this, this is not a good one. This is no Taika Waititi movie. He should remake it. I don't know. <laughs> just, if, if Taika Waititi wants to make a zombie movie, great. I'm yeah. all in. But if he wants to remake Last of the Living, I'd be, you know, I'd be I'm like, also in, but yeah, I'm just, just like, it's Taika Waititi, I'd be like, you, you couldn't just like make a different zombie movie and call it something else? Yeah. Alright, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, no, this this movie was insufferable. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I like kept zoning out because uh, while well, like it's like I was just so bored with it as well because like nothing happened and then every time I would like zone back in I'd be like there's another offensive joke that's not funny yeah the gay bar the gay bar and he like says it like what three four times and I was like holy shit just every joke was full of stupid stupid stupid. Oh, yeah, let's let me read some of my notes. I didn't even take notes. I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking right. take notes. Movie begins notes. with cheesy slow song. The character walking. Um, some bad jokes where they try calling people where they used to know to hook up, and yeah. even rating zombie versions of girls. While I never finished that thought, I don't know while. Wow. I don't know what the fuck that was supposed Playing to be. video games. Talking about eating beers and chips. Oh my god, I, I'm glad I opened my notes just for this one specific note. I forgot about this until I looked. The, the like, first zombie we see in the movie is the... Oh, Morgan? There's like a scene where they're like going to the grocery store or whatever, and he like he's like, I gotta take a piss, and he like pulls over, and a zombie walks up, and like you see her face, and they literally just use like the fucking like opposite of the fisheye, like the pinch effect on her face, and I was like, what the? I like rewound it. I'm like, did they really just do that? Did they really just try to pass that off as a zombie? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, literally, the film is just fucking incompetent throughout. Uh, but, like, like I said, the only thing that I found at least somewhat redeemable. I did, I did slightly giggle at one part. Okay. Uh, it was the part where uh, Johnny is, like, 
it happens around the same point in the film as the zombie with the pinch face, but when he goes up into that, like, building, when he sees, like, the woman on the roof, and he, like, has that little, uh, it's not like a fire extinguisher, but it's like, shoots water, and it looks like a fire extinguisher. Yeah, it was like, what the fuck? Uh, but, I don't, I don't know if that's, like, a thing over in New Zealand, but he's like, oh, what does he say? Want some water, mate. And then he, like, squirts the zombie and then hits it with the thing. And it was, like, it was trying to be a badass one-liner, but it was, like, so just, like, <laughs> vanilla. Want some water, man? So I, I laughed at I, that one. <laughs> I thought that one was kind of funny. Uh, the, the, they had a one joke that kind of landed. The whole it only landed because really it was so creepy. Funny. Huh? The whole film's just really creepy. These guys are just really creepy, and then they introduce this woman, and they're just really creepy around her. I was like, I'm so yeah, uncomfortable. Every, sing- every single one of them, at least at first, wants to fuck her. I think Johnny kind of, like, strayed away from that, because they didn't really want to focus extra time on the third one wanting to, I guess. And he had had that whole, like, dispute with, This is my car! With her earlier, but there's like that scene where Morgan's oh god, this scene was fucking the worst, but where like she's extracting the blood in the lab and uh they each like take their turns like sleeping or whatever. Uh and Morgan's in there and he's just trying desperately to get this uh to get stiff to go out with him. And she's obviously not biting, but he just won't stop. And it's like, oh my god, this hurts. What is the goal here? To make me cringe until I die? Maybe. Does this movie want to wipe out every fucking living person on Earth? Was that the goal? That way there's one person who didn't watch this movie and they're the last of the living? I don't fucking know. I hated it. I, I did too. Like I said, the only like even redeemable part I thought was like at least they didn't like give it like a happy ending. Yeah. Like, so I basically, so at the end, like one of them gets Johnny gets bit and yeah. then goes and fights a bunch of zombies. He has and this then, fucking berserker move that was like fucking brought up earlier in the movie because he and he's like I, well, I'm gonna do it one day and then he does it I'm like well cool. he kinda does it and then yeah. the zombie comes up and bites his leg and he fucks up then yeah. <laughs> it's just like oh guess he kinda didn't do it uh, it's literally just him spinning around yeah <laughs> and I was like that's and he's like it's undodgeable and I'm like even as a joke that's not funny yeah cause it's just stupid and then uh, and then Steph gets bitten and they're in a plane and they're like yes. oh, better throw her she's out like I've got about an hour before I turn so let me fly you to this island and it's like okay yeah the, it takes an hour to fly to another granted I don't know where this island that they're going is I but mean if it's right off the coast of New Zealand that's theoretically like fine. yeah but I don't know I imagine flying a plane takes a little while probably probably even if it's a short distance I would imagine just the process of getting the planes getting to the plane starting the plane flying to yeah. your destination landing the plane all That's within why she an hour turned, she turned into yeah. a zombie in the middle of the flight and they threw her out with a parachute yeah and then they land the plane and then Morgan gets bitten and turns into a zombie. Yeah, they get to the island and the scientists, like, fucked up their cure and created, like, super zombies that yeah. are fast. That's, and like, then, their thing. And they can swim, I guess. And then Morgan 
becomes a super zombie and then chases Ashley. And he and he gets in a boat. He's like sit, paddling away. He's like, I got the cure! And then he drops it in the ocean and gets knocked out of his hand and he... And then Morgan is like, oh! And then he hits him with a paddle and then the movie kind of just ends. Yeah, he basically lost his weapon and his paddle. And that was my favorite scene. He's just out in a boat in the mu- middle of the ocean near a <laughs> that, bunch of fucking that, super zombies. That's, yeah, that, that's like the scene. best part of the movie because it's like the only part that leaves you feeling like any sort of emotion because it's like, oh, what a fucking dark yeah. ending to this fucking so stupid I, I, comedy. I at least they had the balls to do that, I guess. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the characters were meant to be, like, really unlikable, and we were just meant to, like, watch them Like, maybe, die. but everything else about the film was poorly done. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, the constant licensing of the music, like, literally, like, in the same scene, they would play, like, four different songs. Yeah. And... All the shots were just fucking terrible. And I get it, it's a super low-budget film. I like, you know, but... Yeah. Fuck that. Make it better. There's no excuse. You can do a great low-budget film. Yeah, and, like, the problem with most low-budget movies like this is not normally the budget, but the script. And that script was... Because you can... There have been great low-budget movies that have great scripts. And yeah. You can even do, like, a zombie apocalypse with a low budget. You just have to think about it and go about it carefully and, like, use your limitations to your advantage. You do a zombie apocalypse film with no zombies in the movie ever. It's just about people hauled up in a house slowly dying of starvation. You could. That's have- my movie idea for next week. Called it. There you go. That's a good... We should make that. Yeah. That sounds good. Um, like, just a small, like, slice of life film, but then you find out later on that they're actually, like, stuck in this house because, like, there's a zombie apocalypse outside, and they're slowly losing their food, and then they just end up dying at that. That's a good movie. Sounds, uh... Yeah, it doesn't sound too similar, but, like, the plot of Night of the Living Dead is somewhat similar. I mean, it takes place in a night and they don't have to worry about food and obviously they realize like, you realize from the beginning there are zombies outside, but about a bunch of people held up in a house trying to survive zombies. See, that's a good low-budget zombie movie. Yeah. And that was the fucking, like, first one. No excuses. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, do you have any other thoughts on this film I want to bring up? Not really. It's, did, uh, did, did they make anything else? I don't know. The DVD I have is a double feature with this other movie called Play Dead. But this movie left such a bad taste in my mouth when I was a kid that I never bothered watching the other one. It looks like... Uh, I don't know. Um, the don't director know. didn't do anything else. And the people that played Morgan, Johnny, and Ash weren't in anything else. Uh, the guy who plays the dads, like, he's, he's been in, he was in all three Hobbit films and King Kong and Meet the Feebles. Hmm. He was Mark Hadlow, like, he's, but, I mean, if you're in New Zealand, you can probably just go up to Peter Jackson and go, we going to be in your movie. Um, he's also in King Kong. Who's he in King Kong? Uh, Harry. 
Is he like one of the fucking like Hollywood producers or something? I think so. But uh, let's and then it doesn't on Letterbox. It doesn't have the the woman there. So let me try to see. <laughs> wow, Ashley's name in real life is Ashley. That's some great scripting. <laughs> Maybe it was a coincidence. Maybe they wrote this genius script, and they're like, "We need an Ashley," and then just coincidentally, some guy named Ashley came and read for it. I don't. I can't find. I can't find the character of Steph on it on IMDb. <laughs> she's just like, I don't, don't. I don't. She's like, don't credit me. This character didn't even fucking exist in the movie. I'm. I'm sure. If, I can, like, look at the DVD later and find her name or something, see if she's in anything else, but probably not if we take the history of the director and basically everyone else in this movie, minus the... Here we go. Emily Patton Brown. Emily Patton Brown. We're, we're solving this riddle. Uh, I'm sorry if you hear this, like, maybe, like, the f- people who made this film, maybe they'll look up... Uh, their movie on YouTube or something. <laughs> yeah. And be yeah, like, what, what are people thinking about it now? She was in a movie called Only the Good, Only the Young Die Good. Huh. It has six ratings on IMDb. That's a lot. You know? Uh, yeah, sure, surely they would have realized that this film is bad by this point. Ten, ten years later? When was the film made? 2009? 2008? I believe so. 2009. Yeah, so ten, 10 years later, it's been a whole decade since this gem. I just want to go ahead and look at some of the other films released in the year 2009 and just see how this one really stacks up into it. Well, um, Zombieland is its main competitor. Yeah. Um, Inglorious Bastards came out that year. That's a good movie. That is a good movie. Um, up. It's a good movie. Avatar. Uh, the James Cameron one? Yeah. I wouldn't say it's good, but, you know, it was a spectacle. Better than this fucking Fantastic movie. Mr. Fox. You haven't seen it. Yeah. Right? I've seen, like, bits and pieces of it. Harry Potter 6. Not, I didn't like that one. I stopped one before that. That's because five's bad. Antichrist came out in 2009. Oh, yeah. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, so, um, watch any of those films instead of this. You know what? Transformers Revenge of the Fallen came out in 2009, and I would say that those are pretty on par with each other. Yeah, I saw... I guess I would have seen that around the same time, because I went and saw (laughs) that one in theaters, and that was the last Transformers movie I saw in theaters. That one's so fucking bad. That's that's, that's number two, right? Yeah, the other ones are bad, but Jesus Christ, that one's terrible. I haven't seen five, though. To be fair, I didn't even really like the first one. (laughs) I liked it. I liked the robot designs. I think the robots look pretty good, like, even still. Like, I... To be fair, I've never been a huge Transformers fan. Understandable. I was a really big fan of the the animated movie. Mm. You got the touch! You got the power! Yeah! Doesn't Orson Welles 
voice the bad guy? Unicron, yeah. Isn't there... There is that famous behind-the-scenes, like, rant that he does that they caught on fucking audio where he's just talking about how shit the script is. (laughs) I forgot about that. Uh, Thomas, what did you give Last Living out of ten? I give it a fucking one. I hated this. I'm going to give it a ten. Just kidding. I'm going to give it a one. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Alright, don't fucking watch this movie. This is uh, officially so far the worst film. Because even Ghostmates, I think I gave it two. I think I gave that one a one, didn't I? Yeah, you did. So that had a 1.5. I'm two ones in a row. I normally don't two rate that low. And I, I rate ones all the time. So, like, Ghostmates, I'm like, eh, it wasn't as bad as... Yeah, it's, it's normally pretty rare if I, like, put a film on the very bottom or the very top of my spectrum. Oh. Yeah, so, um, don't watch this film. I like how we spent... An hour talking about just movies I watched and video games, and then we spent less than that time talking about both the movies of this week. Like I said, both these movies were pretty yeah. simple. Yeah, but I, one simple. And I just want to reiterate: I definitely, definitely think you should watch The Goddess. Yeah, check out The Goddess. Like it's an hour long, and if you don't, I don't like black and white movies. I don't like movies where they don't talk. I don't like movies made before the year nineteen ninety. <laughs> Well, guess what? You're wrong, and you should watch this movie. Specifically, Pierre, you wouldn't you, like Pierre. this movie. Don't watch it. Pierre, you would love Pierre. this movie. Watch it. It's watch got it. a prostitute in it. Pierre, watch it. Pierre's afraid of those. Well, he should watch this movie and learn to love them. <laughs> that they're people, too. So, um, there's this director named, uh... Tell me why so. Log Diaz. Have you, uh, heard of him? Not off the top of my head. He's a Filipino independent filmmaker. He's known as one of the key members of the slow cinema movement. What the fuck is that? As in, some of of his films are, uh, the, like, some of them are, like, some of the longest narrative films on record. Like, I really want to watch some of his films, and I was thinking about putting one up, but I asked you if you'd be okay with a four-hour film. You said no. <laughs> because all of his films are, like, at least four hours. There's a movie he made called Evolution of a Filipino Filipino Family mm-hmm. that came out in 2004 that I've heard is really fucking good. It also happens to be 10 hours and 40 minutes long. God, if I wasn't working a fucking... 40-hour work week, I probably would. But. There's also one called Nort or Norte, The End of History. I've heard of that one. Yeah, that Yeah, that's what I wanted to watch. That's four hours and ten minutes, though. I think, I think I've heard about it from you. <laughs> Maybe. They're like, there's so many I really would like to see, but they're all like, they did another one called Melancholia. Uh, not the. I was gonna say, is not the, the large one true? No, but this one happens to be eight hours. So, oh my dear fucking lord, he just, he just does it. Has he got the memo that there's like? But like even last year, he made a movie called Season of the Devil. That's three hours and fifty four minutes. He realizes like really long movies exist now in the form of TV shows, right? Yeah, but I, I get it. Like TV show, like. I I would love I I would love to watch a long form movie like that. 
Yeah, no, there's definitely, like, a different flow to it, and it'd be different from, like, a TV show, because TV shows obviously have their points where the episodes, like, build and have to come to some sort of, like, climactic uh, episode ending or cliffhanger. Oh! Okay, I figured out my pick. I totally forgot about this. Um, so what... So Thomas, you got classic next week, so what are, what are we watching? Alright. Pick... Am I picking something? Pick between a house and an elephant. I'm sorry? I'm sorry, I didn't realize I was speaking fucking French right there. I said pick between a house and an elephant. I hope these are just really straightforward and house is going to be house and elephant is going to be the elephant man. So, I'm going to pick house. Alright. The house was for the housemaid from 1960. Uh... Which is a movie. A movie. This is one of the movies that really inspired Parasite, apparently. Uh, oh, yeah. So that's the one you pick. That's the one we'll watch. Uh, and yes, the other, the other one was the Elephant Man. Fuck, I do also want to see that movie quite a lot. I mean, <laughs> but I also want to see the Housemaid. I haven't seen movie. the Housemaid. Uh, I've seen the Elephant Man, so. Um, the housemaid, you can rent it on Amazon. That's the only thing that, like, I I can see on the Just Watch app. That's mm. the easiest way. It's four dollars to rent if you'd like to watch it, or maybe you have a DVD of it lying around. Maybe, or maybe, maybe that there's like something on the internet you could do the to DVD. find a movie. Yeah, it's something it's, involving a DVD. Yeah, uh, perhaps. Maybe and it's uh <laughs> No London London's making dead Ross. Oh god. Okay. So is that a is that a Korean film? Yeah. I don't like those people. <laughs> Just Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Even though like South Korean films are like probably my favorite. So I'm picking a Japanese film. Uh, it's actually by the director of um House. Oh, okay. Um, it's called Hanagatami. Han- Hanagatami. <laughs> Let me get a screenshot of like the IMDb or letterbox for this. That way I don't forget it. Making card noises while going to IMDb. Oh no, I'm not signed into IMDb. Um, I'll go over to Letterboxd. So, this was uh, the director of Haosu. He this was like one of the first movies he like came up with in like the seventies, but it didn't get produced for forty years, <laughs> and he made it in twenty seventeen. Oh wow. Um, and apparently it's very good. Hmm. It's uh, about three hours. Oh my god. Hey, I didn't think <laughs> a four hour long movie. Uh, let's see. It actually came out like exactly four years after Haosu, which is pretty neat. If you haven't seen Haosu or House, uh, you should watch it. It's a masterpiece. I love it. It's brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Brilliant. And that's the only thing I've seen from him, though, so I'm very excited to see something else. 
Hanagatan. Okay. Found it? Yeah. Okay. Has a cool poster. It does have a pretty cool poster. Uh, let me see if you, all audience members, can watch it. Hanagatami. Hanagatami. Oh, good luck finding it. <laughs> it's not available anywhere, apparently. Well, hopefully we can find it. Um, hopefully. Guess we'll have to track down a DVD copy on the internet. And totally not, you know. Hmm. <clears throat> oh man, if only. And, you know, if, if of course I can't find it, then right here, I'm going to be inserting me going, hey guys, this is my actual pick because I couldn't fucking find a copy of a movie anywhere. <laughs> Just message me if that happens. <sighs> Uh, anyway, that's that's it for the podcast, I think. Yeah. Uh, special side note, we finally got our uh, actual hot dog attire that yeah, you see in the have a hot dog costume. Yeah. You, see, you see it on the banner. Oh, yeah, that's right. We already talked about that. I forgot. Right at the very fucking beginning. Yep. Just, you know, it was two hours ago. I get it. We're tired. We got off work three hours ago. I get it. Oh, anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, thanks, Pierre. Yeah. We know you're there. Let's check out a movie from 1989. He's He watched... Um, Tim Burton's Batman? He watched... What did he watch with me? The thing... What, what's the... The one with the glasses? And, and you see the aliens. Oh, they live. They live, yeah. He watched Blade Live with us. Oh, nice. He liked it. Okay. Pierre's a good man. <laughs> okay, Pierre's going to be on the podcast soon. It's going to happen. Goodbye, okay, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>